Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's episode features Laurel Kerr. Laurel is a real estate agent, an investor, and a property management company owner. At 30 years old, Laurel talks about being in the business for just five years and the steps she's taken to get where she is today. Maybe to it. Recording, recording. Laurel. Laurel Kerr. Am I saying that right? Correct. Yep. Laurel. Nick Beveridge. Laurel Kerr. Or do you prefer Fletchinger? Fletchinger. Fletchinger. <laughs> Nick Beveridge. Laurel Kerr. Did I say that? Laurel. Right? Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. You have, do you have to um, correct people all the time and say, no, it's Laurel with an L at the end? Just old people who can't hear. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Yes. Um, so you are a little rock star, aren't you? No, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be the Nick and JT of Keller Williams. You don't want to be me. <laughs> I can't stay focused. Well. You look like you're focusing on something huge over there, though. And what I mean by that is she has an office right next to mine. You have a property management company. You're building houses. You got rentals. What in the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. How'd you get started? Um, we we'll talked about this a little earlier today, but um, my first, I guess I got started because I'm super lucky and my parents had rentals uh-huh. and um, I just saw the value of that. And um, so my first house I bought was a duplex, and I remodeled the, it was pretty terrible, <laughs> actually, it was like on a dirt road, and... Um, was it here in the Coeur d'Alene area? It was. It was like the only dirt road in town. Okay. That's a private road. <laughs> and um, like my car, because my car would bottom out when the potholes, like they would just get so big, but um, yeah, so we, uh, I had... I redid the side I was moving into, like, asked him to move out. Well, actually, when I bought it, I had, like, the day I signed, I was in the hospital because I'd actually gotten into a big car accident. Oh, really? And um, uh, I was, like, I mean, my I was probably pretty drugged up when I signed the <laughs> papers, but I remember the real estate agent because I wasn't in real estate yet. Um, had yeah. brought the papers to me, like, in the hospital, and that's where I signed Aww. for him. Do you remember who your agent was? Uh, it was Chris uh, Fierro. Oh, man, I'm going to butcher her last name. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, Fierro. Oh, okay. She's yeah. still working? Yeah, I think she's still at Windermere. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So how old were you at the time? 24. You are 24, and you bought a duplex. And did you uh, did you have to put a lot of money down? Do you remember? Um, no. So I was still like treated like your first home or, you know, so you could put three and a half percent down. Okay. So an FHA loan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, um, wow. So, and so your parents kind of encouraged you to go that route? Yeah. So they def- obviously were like super huge in, um, buying my first place. We, cause when we, I had them come up with me to look at homes and at first we were looking at like homes in Post Falls, which were like four and five bedroom homes and I was just like I just feel like I'm just missing the family and so I was single at the time so I was like I don't want to I don't think I want to live in Post Falls to begin with and I don't think 
I'm ready for a five-bedroom home. So um, my dad was, like, big on you want a single-level um, duplex if you're going to own a duplex and you want it to be newer than 65, I think, or 8. Okay. So And, why, mean, and why is that? Do you know? Uh, pl- he said then your plumbing and electrical is usually good and you won't have yeah. to replace any of it. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Do you remember how much this duplex was at the time? Yeah, it was 164 and I was thinking, we thought we, I was like, oh, I paid too much paid for it. way too much. And yeah. Wait, so what year, you're 30 now or how old are you? Yeah, I'm 30. 30, okay. So six years ago, so uh, so 2014-ish mm-hmm. is when you paid 160 something for duplex. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Um, is it a two-bedroom duplex or? Uh, two-bedroom, one bath on the side I moved into and three-bedroom, two bath on the other side. So they had... Um, there's there's two garages in the middle, and the previous owners had converted the garage into another bedroom and bathroom. Okay. Do Not you still very have? Well. Do you still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have it, and in fact, this year we re- we finally um, asked the other side to leave and um, completely redid that side too. Okay. So, um, how much in rent are you getting per side? Uh, twelve ninety five for the side for the three bedroom two bath there's no garage and then um so wait well what what was your payment in the first place uh, did that pretty much cover it i don't know because i've since uh, (laughs) (laughs) redone it but yeah i mean it was close okay but when i first actually okay let's back up here i'm getting that now i did not get that when i first bought it yeah i got seven 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 fifty for the other side for the bedroom two bath. And I mean that was pretty close to covering a lot of the payment. So Okay. So you got to live really cheap cheaply, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was good because I lived in there when I started real estate and um I I didn't mean you don't get I didn't get paid when I started real estate for like the first three months. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah. For starting. <laughs> yeah, I, money. <laughs> well, yeah, even before that, I mm-hmm. mean, it was, yeah. I didn't get paid, I think, for the first four months or so. And then when I came back into it, and I started in Florida, and then when I came back in the second time around in Coeur d'Alene, yeah, I didn't get a check for like six months. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was worth it in the end. So. Okay. So how old were you when you got your license, and what made you want to do that? Well, um, so I, so, okay, bought that house and then like, I'm trying to think, 2015, I had, no, maybe close, ended, it was close, 2014, 2000, yeah, 2014, I quit my, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm just trying to line up. You don't have to get the dates perfect. Okay, okay. anyway, (laughs) um, I had like for a, not even a year was going to try to be a I because I used to work at a bank and I hated working at a bank it just wasn't for me oh okay so um which bank did you work at community first bank and whoa everybody's awesome there and I yeah. love them so it wasn't the people it was just not like fun it wasn't the kind of work I wanted to do and I'd spend a lot of my time which 
Um, hopefully they're not listening to this. No, I, like crunching numbers and being like, I'm never going to get ahead in life if I stay here working at the bank. So You don't have to worry about people listening to this. <laughs> <They'll> stop. <laughs> so. nope. There's going to be like 14 people that will hear this. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. So then I was like, oh, I'm never going to get ahead in life. So um, I was like, oh, I want to be a financial advisor. Um, and I went with a, like, private company. And they... They didn't pay much, and I just, they weren't, they had two offices, like one in uh, Coeur d'Alene and one in Lewiston, and I thought it would work out great, but it really didn't, because they weren't there a lot of the time for training. Okay. So then when... So what kind of products would you sell? Uh, insurance, or um, I could sell, um, look, at, I look like I know nothing now, it's been a while. Um <laughs> At a Series 65, <laughs> so I could sell, like, um, money manager holdings to people's re- for people's retirement accounts, and I could also, but in any insurance products had my insurance license, but, um, so then, anyways, didn't have any guidance, so then I just said, okay, like, I was talking to my mom, and she's like, well, you could do real estate part-time, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm interested in real estate, so got my real estate license and uh, quickly realized that I would not be successful in real estate just like I wasn't being that successful in financial advising if I didn't have somebody to teach me. Okay. So gotcha. I've, I was at Caldwell Banker and there was an agent there who um, kind of just was looking for somebody. So I said, and he was like, I didn't interview anybody. I didn't really know anything about teams or yeah. how that it was pear black right it was. is that what i heard yep. oh cool <laughs> yeah so pear black um, the master <laughs> smile dial and make a pile was his slogan and that's what i did so i would call just for like four hours straight he was so cheesy but like he's good at what he did oh totally <laughs> no he knew how to sell and he knew how to get people who would tell him no that he'd figure out a way to get some sort of piece of business out of them. So I credit him this day to teaching me how to make money. That's so, awesome. um, but that's kind of how I got my start, I guess. That's a very long answer, but. That's okay. Yeah. So um, so what did it look like joining? So were you an agent on his team or did you work yeah. doing like admin so type work? Or? I didn't do any admin type work at all. He had an assistant and um, basically I was his listing assistant and basically how it went is I would call up people and get a listing appointment um, and we would both go on it and if it was a really hard person to get an appointment with I'd end up transferring it over to pair but um, at like towards the end of my time working with him I mean it was good enough to I'd be setting all the appointments um, his assistant would get everything ready for us to go on our appointment and then we'd go to the appointment together. Nice. And then he'd do, you know, seal the deal. Yeah. And he was a pretty high high producing agent. How many how many appointments would you say he went on on a weekly basis? Um probably I mean it wasn't uncommon to be going on 4 to 5. That's okay. That's pretty yeah. good. So, so we, you got a lot of experience dealing with sellers. Yeah. We I got a ton of experience and in fact I only did two buyers out of like the 40 something transactions we did together the first year so wow. it was a lot of experience with sellers mm-hmm. 
Okay. So um, what? So what did you do next? So why why did you decide to come to Keller Williams? Um. Well, I felt like um, there was some like. I just felt like there were some things that could have been done better on like customer service side. So I thought, oh, I'll um, quit and kind of start doing my own thing. So um, originally I thought maybe going to another team because I knew um, I knew that I wouldn't get paid out exactly if I left on the deals we had going. So yeah. I thought about, so I joined the RMG team. Do you know Reed? Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And cool. I was with them for a couple months, and they're great people, but the way they had it set up, like with the listing agent thing, I was just like, I felt like I was working really hard for, you know, doing all the work that I had and skills that I had used from my pair days. So I didn't really yeah. feel like the value was there, I did guess. Did you feel like you were working at a call center sometimes? Um, probably for like three years, yeah. But it was <laughs> oh, worth with it. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I because then when I went on my own, that's exactly what I did. Is I just called people, and I remember Josh Adams because my office was kind of out or cubicle was kind of outside of his office. And mm-hmm. um, when I first got to going as a single agent, and I remember he probably meant the best, but he's like, "Oh, like that's all you're doing is real estate," and I was like. Yeah, like this is what it. Do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm sure. I think he was like, um, "You're not making like trying to do anything else for a second source of income, you know, okay. getting started." But I was like, "No, like I've been doing it." At that point, I'd been doing it for over a year, or so or, and I knew I could be successful at it. So I was like, "No." And then afterwards, I'm always like trying to. My goal in life is to try to beat Josh Adams. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. No, he's a really good friend though. So Yeah. Well you're you're pretty well organized, right? Like my office or just I mean in, in general with your database <laughs> and like Um, I could be a lot better. Okay. Cause um that's probably my weakness is I am not an organized person. Like um my assistant keeps me very organized and runs all that. So like she's probably like probably hates me, but um, I make sure, like, we have a structure in place, and then she makes sure it gets done. Well, there, yeah, I mean, you don't have to be the one organizing things. Yeah. But as, if you have someone feeling that wheelhouse, that, mm-hmm. um, I think, I mean, no offense to Josh Adams, awesome what he does, but as far as I know, he keeps everything in his head. Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, complete <laughs> opposite, <and> all. <laughs> which I'm, isn't yeah. good. I'm trying to be better about switching it, but, like, um, getting started, I didn't do anybody's transactions that I knew like all of mine and even the majority of mine too well I guess now I get more repeat customers now but like getting started for the first three years it wasn't anybody I knew or anybody was referred to me yeah yeah so you had to do a lot of prospecting oh Mm -hmm. yeah like you said call center that was me I was the call center (laughs) I remember those days (laughs) yeah yeah okay so um what other than the duplex do you have any other investments or have you bought or um, well, you did build, I know you built a house yeah I did bought you? another duplex in um, 2016 okay and um, so a couple of years later yep a couple years first. later and then did you move into that one as well nope I didn't probably should have but um, I didn't so I just um, so I bought that one and then like 
I really didn't do anything until I felt like I've always been like reading investment stuff, but I really didn't do anything until 2018. Okay. And um, that's when I really kind of, because I, and part of the problem was, and I know this shouldn't be like an inhibiting factor, there's ways around it, but like I, getting started in real estate, I wasn't making that much money. Uh huh. So I didn't have a lot of money to play with either. Well, how'd, so how'd you buy that second duplex? Uh, well, I did have like the income. So the first income with Pear, uh-huh. I did make like a decent salary that year. So I mean, I made I made good money my first year in real estate. I mean, not crazy crazy yeah. amounts, but I mean enough to secure a loan for that place. But um, did you have to put much down? No, I didn't because it was a private lender. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so did you get, was it like an off market duplex good deal? It or was, was it? so, and I thought it was too much at the time. It was 228, <laughs> 2016. I know, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> right now, duplexes are going for like 350 yeah. ish. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, gosh, it was, I should have quit like being like, oh, like that was the one of the yeah. ones I like went to the signing table. And I was like, I don't know if I feel good about it, but it was fine. <laughs> so you signed on it anyway, not sure if you felt right about it? No, I just felt, yeah, totally. I mean, I just felt like, you know, if you're doing something where you're risking a little bit, you're probably not going to feel 110% all the time about it. Okay. So so, so you bought that one four years ago with private private funds? Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you still have that same private fund note in place? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that one's still there, and that'll, I mean, that was like 30 years, so. It's a 30-year private note. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that worked out nice. Is that fam- family member loan? <laughs> <laughs> or is it somebody else? No, it is. It actually was a family member loan. So okay. um, I was lucky with that one. Cool. Yeah. And then the, so then, so family member loan on that one. And then for, um, so for two years or whatever, just really worked on making money in real estate and then, and saving. And then um, 2018 is when I went to like my first real estate seminar and it was Greg Penio's, and yeah. I was so like cheap because I was trying to save as much money. Uh-huh. Like, they're like had this seminar, and I got a discounted rate, and they were supposed to stay at the hotel. But I was like, oh, that hotel's way too expensive. <laughs> like, went to the was gonna stay like I don't know at like a cheap hotel down the road, and um, even like went over there with. Zach Jones and oh, some yeah. of the people yeah, that work with him and I ended up sharing a room with um, Shannon Burmeister because she was over there too and so we split the cost of the room and I could justify that <laughs> and nice. then so anyways but that was awesome it was about negotiations and it wasn't in the seminar that I got like some good advice it was afterwards like people went out to have drinks or, yeah. and I taught started talking to the people who had been there and done that and they're like, why aren't you taking equity, you know, instead of like trying to save up as much as you can, why aren't you taking equity out of your places that you have equity, like your yeah. investments? And I was like, oh, like, didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. Like, that's yeah. awesome. So because it's kind of a little different than um, like what I was, I guess, because like my parents are like, they don't want you to buy anything unless you can pay for it. Just like a different era. So yeah. like, um so I hadn't even thought about it. So it kind of got me out of the box. And then, so I immediately went home and got a HELOC on my duplex. And for 35 bucks, 
at ICCU. So there's a nice <laughs> plug for ICCU. $35. $35, got a HELOC on nice. it. And um, they, and then I went around or was looking for a deal. Like just now I had my eyes open, I guess, for more than just real estate transactions. Okay. And then, so how did the HELOC work on an investment property? Do they? Um, well, it was my personal residence. Oh, it was your personal. Okay, so you can take up to like what 95 percent of the equity. Yeah, something like that. Or something like that, and it was still on a duplex, but since I lived in it, it was considered I could use the whole value. Oh, as really? My yeah, as my personal or for the HELOC. So it's pretty good HELOC. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. So then I was like, awesome. So I now I got this <laughs> second on my place, and I'm like okay now what right yeah looking for the right deal and then um i had just came across it through real estate because i'd called on a piece of land for a builder before and the guy didn't want to sell it and then he called me he said he might but if he needed money to buy his brother out of a house and then he called me like i want to say like three months later maybe even four months later and he was like okay like I'd like to sell it and um I had sent him over like three months earlier what some lots had sold for like around his lot had sold for and it was around 80 and he's like that would be great because that's all I need is 80 so 80,000 so I was like awesome and used all the funds in my HELOC to buy it (laughs) Uh (laughs) and um and then went and uh did you have enough money to make payments? Well, yeah, they're only interest-only payments. Okay. So, so they were pretty small. They're pretty small, and I only made like I think one payment before I ended up turning around and selling it. Oh, okay. So I cleared the driveway because I was thinking about building on it, and then I decided the wells in the area were kind of deep, and I didn't want to. Uh huh. And um, so I ended up, but I listed it right away because I thought, heck, if I could make. 40 grand off of it right away like so I listed it and within two months it was gone nice so so how much did you buy that lot for again it was 80 80 and, and you sold it for how much uh 119 or 120 and I double ended it and you okay and you were an agent so you get to charge yourself a commission or you don't have to right yeah um which I definitely charged it because I didn't want the capital gains tax at that time because I okay. wasn't I didn't feel like my income was more than that, so. Okay, cool. Anyway. So, you flipped some land. That, you didn't have to and then fix I any was, window trim. Yeah. Nothing like that. I didn't have to do anything, and I was you like, cleared, You awesome. cleared a driveway? Is that what you said you did? Yeah. Okay, yep. so what did that entail? Um, Just, I paid a guy a couple thousand bucks to go, probably too much, but um, to go and clear some trees off the land because they're all they weren't trees that you could log it was like pine or uh, not pine but like what do you call that lodgepole okay yeah uh-huh yeah so my brother did something similar um about a year ago where he, he bought these two lots together on a cliff on in Rathrum mm-hmm. um for 50 grand for both of them and then he paid an excavator 15000 to go through and, like, cut driveways in and stuff. And, like, actually, so you can actually walk this property now. And it's actually really nice and still completely undeveloped. But we were able to b- sell both um, for, I think, over 60 or so. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so he made a lot of money. <laughs> right. And then you um, don't do that much. And he didn't have any money either. But he got he just used all private loans and hard money lenders. So is it 
flipping land's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And well, and I was like bit. I was like, yes, I'm gonna. Cause my big thing was I'm gonna make money and then invest it or just always continually do that. So then, um, anyways, made a couple bucks off of that. And then my next one, my next thing I did was actually then I did build. So. I used most of the funds from that to buy a lot in Bayview, uh-huh. and then that's where um, I built a home. I went in with it was like a handshake deal with a builder, um, and so I'd schedule. So where'd you meet this builder? Um, I worked with him. I um, had been like selling, trying to find land, digging up land for him to build his spec homes on. Okay. And so um, had gotten pretty good at getting him finding what he wanted and getting and delivering so so um, how, do, how does an agent meet a builder and, and get a relationship like that like where'd you meet this guy so I actually had some buyers um he's actually he ended up being a good friend but his, uh, he uh wanted to buy a a home and so mm-hmm. he have I was like realtor mistake number like 102 or whatever but <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to buy this home, and but my girlfriend hasn't came up to see it, and but I think she'll like it. It'll be great. I'm like, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah. we go through the home inspection, and the girlfriend gets there, and she just hates it, like doesn't like it, doesn't want to live there, doesn't want to move up, because I guess she was moving up to live with him, doesn't want to move up there to live in that house. So <laughs> it says, like, it smells, and I wish it didn't really, but anyway, so... Um, so across the street, there was this for sale by owner sign, new build, like, uh-huh. um, you know, give me or give it a call or whatever. So I called on that one to say like, hey, like, um, is it, how much is this house for sale? Can we take a look at it? So we ended up going in there and that's how I met the builder originally. Okay. So he was just, he was listing his own properties for sale by owner. Yeah. And so we went in there and they like the build style they didn't like the floor plan so um he said they asked if he had any other builds and he said he could build them a home and so um that's kind of how it i brought him my first buyer not the first buyer to him that our first deal we'd ever done together and then um it was a smooth and easy (laughs) transaction so he said all right, well, if you, you know, I've got, this is what I'm looking for, or here was an, I think I had, I listed another listing of his first that he was having trouble selling. So did the builder pay you a commission for bringing the buyers to him? Oh yeah, that was like one of my first questions. Okay. I was like. And he had no problem with that? Yeah, he didn't have a problem It's just like another line item, like, yep. you know, lumber, right. real estate commission. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he never <laughs> like broke, into the but cost. I like really bothers me when builders like break it out. Because I'm like, it should be wrapped in, like, yeah. your profit's wrapped in. Yeah. So I get, like, really, like, up in arms about that. Because I guess some builders do that, and I don't think that's okay. Well, yeah, some builders, I mean, they'll they'll tack on 40% in profits, um, which is, you know, it's whatever they want to get paid, and it's all about whatever their quality is and what, you know, yeah. if somebody's willing to pay, whatever. Also, the house has to appraise, but, yeah. Um, it's good that you asked for the commission up front. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before they <laughs> we even, like, left, I was yeah. like, okay, like, you're going to pay me my commission <laughs> pretty much. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay. So right. that worked out well because everybody's got to eat, right? Yeah. So, what, um, so what's an average commission um, when you're dealing directly with, with a builder and a buyer? 
Did you ask for 3% or more? I asked for three. I probably should ask for more. Okay. But um, so I he really... kind of got away with not having to pay another three. Yeah, he totally did. So that's why he was probably happy with yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but on, on the same token, I really, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, it did turn into more business, so I guess that's yeah. good. But then, actually, I quit working for that builder because I was like, the, I was spending so much time uh-huh. on his you know projects doing like and I I'd get paid a little bit but like doing stuff that a real estate agent really isn't like meant to be doing like turning in septic permits and oh gosh yeah um <laughs> and I was like and immediately after I stopped like the next year I made over double what I made the year I was working with him and I was just like should have done that sooner yeah <laughs> okay so, so you said you mentioned so I cut you off right after you said you did a handshake deal with him to build a house in Bayview yep uh, did so that. how did that turn out? Uh, well, so I, I quit working for him like probably four months before the build was oh, supposed to okay. be done. Um, so it started in like November and then I, I think I quit in March. And then the build was done in August or right before August. But... um. So I was really involved. It was awesome at first because I was really involved with the whole process. But as soon as I quit, it was obviously like not talking. Help things up. Oh, yeah. Not talking. <laughs> yeah, November to August. That seems like a long time to build a house. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it wasn't like super long for some builders. But it was definite. I was definitely like seriously. But um, yeah. So, I mean, I was just happy when it was over. Perfect. So how did that? What did that deal look like? Did you find another great deal on some land and use your HELOC again? Oh, I actually or... bought the land on the MLS. I bought it was cheap because it was in Bayview. Yeah. So I used my profit from the um from the the other land flip the other land flip to put mm-hmm. on the um whatever the new build and then I refinanced everything and took all my savings I had no savings <laughs> like none so I'm like I I am like let's go let's get this thing finished Risk taker. yeah you know oh totally because I was like well I guess I'm young enough and I have no responsibilities if this completely flops yeah I'll be fine and then um <laughs> and then uh I probably wouldn't do that ever again honestly no. for that because it would just there wasn't enough profit in it to make it worth it and I was supposed to be to me I was like oh I'll learn you know everything A to Z to build to go on to my next one but so you, you so there sp- wasn't much profit in the build well we so. split the profit oh okay with 50, the builder 50 gotcha. so it was like I think 50 about 50 each uh-huh so I mean it wasn't bad but did you have to front any of the construction up front or oh, anything yeah, like that? Oh, yeah, it was a horrible deal for me. It was a bad I fronted deal. all of it. It was okay. like, this is like one of those things you're like, this is stuff you're I just will never away again. half your <laughs> profits for someone to build a house, which anybody oh. could have built. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, but, and I was uh, supposedly supposed to like learn all this stuff and then just like completely like dropped. I was just like whatever so anyways it wasn't a good deal it was not a good deal that was one of those ones i'm like i'm just glad i learned a lot from it yeah i learned a lot for like what to how to like there should be a written contract you should state when it's supposed to be done what kind of penalties are going to be there when it's not done on time and who's doing what 
Yeah, exactly. So there were definitely some things that could have been better. But, I mean, in the future, and I just kind of this way anyway, But and I know it's not the grace, but I was like, I'd never do a partnership again. I'd just go build it and pay somebody to go, yeah. if I really need it, felt like it, and pay somebody to go, hey, would you take a look at this? I'll pay you, I don't know, X amount to oversee it. Stop by once a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would just... Um, I mean, just because almost everything I do involves partners, uh-huh. um, be open-minded to it in the future. You just have the right partner and I do clear have expectations. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do have like, the- but like I have, I have partners on my builds, on my flips, on my real estate team, uh, almost everything, even the, uh, the media company, I've got, I've got a partner on it and they, um, but we all really know what, what everybody's role is, um, and what happens if they don't do their job. Um, but it, it makes it so much easier to be able to get more things done if you're not trying to do it all. Yeah, that that's makes sense. true. And yeah. make sure that it is, yeah. I, I don't want to lecture you on this too much, but I just <laughs> I want you to keep keep an open mind to partners in the future because they do make, they can make life easier or hell. Um, but you just got to find the right person to that's yeah. skilled at what their job is going to be on that venture. Yeah. I guess I should take that back, right? But I guess maybe the build (laughs) part, I don't know. I maybe would consider it. But the, um, so anyways, and then the profits from that build, I turned over and used for, I will obviously paid everything back off. And Uh then um, took the profits from the build to put as a down payment for the property management company that I bought, like, right after it closed, pretty much. Yeah, so how did you... Were you looking for a property management company at the time? I was. Okay. So I had thought it would be really nice to have, like, a there would be opportunities within the property management company for real estate, like, to list them or maybe some tenants want to buy. Yeah. And then I also thought it'd be awesome to have that income that comes in steadily, even if it's not a lot, just to have that come in steady because it's real estate, as you know, it's not. Yeah steady you well yeah it commissions can be, are not steady but, yeah they're, they're just not no matter how much you work <laughs> yeah um but yeah rental income can be pretty steady can be where um yeah. where'd you find this management company um i had actually talked to um well i just started letting people know i was looking for one okay. so i just started talking to um pretty much everybody saying like yeah i'd love to own a property management company and um, my husband's family, before he was my husband, um, he ha- they had known Penny Schmidt, and she owned Solid Rock Property Management. Okay. And that's the company that um, I own today, and I co-own it with my partner Jordan. Right <laughs> on. <Kinsey>. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a I do have a p- good partnership there. So. Okay. So you and Jordan bought it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I ask you more about like? how much you bought it for and what it looked like and how'd you finance it? Yeah. So we, um, well, so I bought it for 130,000. Wow. And, and it had 80 something clients at the time. It had 85 doors, 85 doors. Yeah. So I, and I can't tell you the clients right now off the top of my head, but 85 doors, and they all pretty much stayed with us because it's been about a, well, it'll be a year in August that we've owned it. 
So, and they've all pretty much stayed with us. And in fact, we've grown it to like 115 or 120 doors. And how long have you had it now? August to June. Okay. So first of August. So going on a year, almost a year now. Uh huh. Nice. Yep. And you've been able to grow it by over 20%. And the crazy part is, is it's like been by word of mouth. All word of mouth. Okay. You're Mm -hmm. not marketing anywhere. Like maybe on Facebook. Does that count? (laughs) And I thought Penny was like, she's so sweet and like such a good person. I think that's really like why we've done so well and we've gotten referrals from her and from people who have just been like, I used to rent from Penny and I loved renting from her. She was awesome. And now I have my, this house and I want to rent it out. And so they came to us and I just, I didn't take, I guess I didn't take for granted the goodwill. Cause how do you put a value on goodwill in a company? So it was, um, that was one thing that was super surprising to me is just, there was a ton of goodwill that, I mean, just a really great reputation that we're just trying really hard to make sure it keeps going that way. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, how, how'd you come, how'd you come up with 130,000? So I put down whatever I made from Waller Road and then Penny. Is that your new build flip? Or? Yeah, the okay. new build flip. Okay, so you just keep rolling your oh, investments yeah. into new, in new <laughs> I'm ventures. I'm the brokest nice. <laughs> person, no, because that's totally what I do. I can't, um, I can't help myself. I'm like, I... I think that's really smart. I mean, you didn't just go take your team to Mexico with all the cash. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> my awesome. team wants that. They deserve it. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so... Yeah, you've, yeah, right. That wasn't all your cash, but <laughs> to Mexico. But I'm, yeah. I'm joking. But no, you made a smart investment. Yeah. So then one I made, after another. Yep. And then the next, so then Penny had a 3% loan to me for the rest, and that was secured by, I guess, I don't know if you call that a third on Violet. Um, okay. So tell me again, how much money did you put down? And, and this is a private note? Yeah, it's private note. I put down. Well, okay, this is where it gets a little sticky. So I put down thirty first because okay. she didn't want any more than that that year. Okay. And then after that, um, for tax reasons. Yeah, or something? for tax reasons, which was fine with me. And then a three percent loan on the rest, which didn't accrue. I think until like a month after that or something. But started started accruing interest until like a month after that, and then um, and then I paid. Let's see here, another forty. Um, down then at the beginning of the year. Oh okay. So, so like you got after- a total of seventy thousand in in of your own money into it. Or- a little bit more now because every. Every profit check I get from it, I just pay toward. I don't take any profit. You don't take any from profits yet. No. Yeah, okay. so it's almost paid off. It'll be paid off in November, I think. Okay. Yeah. So your partner Jordan, uh, do you mind telling a little bit about how's that structured? Like, does yeah. she help so, bring in some of the money, or is she doing some? Um, so the Jordan work? does everything. I don't. I mean, I help. Jordan didn't know a lot about property. She didn't know anything actually <laughs> about property wow. management. But <laughs> um, she's like, she's super quick learner, and yeah. she like picked it up like easy. So I went with her like first couple walkthroughs, and like, um, 
everybody has a different standard of clean for rentals. Yeah. And mine is probably a little bit more than most, but but like the way I keep my rentals are super clean in between tenants, and I I expect that like when I move into a place, so mm-hmm. I try to do that for ours. So for um for the rentals there, like. Sh- we definitely just had to get on the same page as okay this is okay this is not okay this is passable but the next time we'd want you know the walls painted or something yeah so um but yeah so kind of I worked with her I worked I spent a lot of my time actually probably for three months because with her um trying to make sure that the ins and outs she picked up the software faster and probably better than I did putting in rents and stuff And then just the, like, daily in and day out stuff, like if what a tenant asked for, what's okay and what's not to fix. Before you bought this management company, were you managing your own rentals? Yeah. Okay. So you had a little bit of experience. Yeah, I definitely had some experience, and um, it, wasn't, it wasn't new to me. So like I said before, like, my parents owned rentals. Yeah. So I grew up cleaning them. Okay. You know. So you're not afraid of tenants. Yeah. I'm, I I think, like, you always hear, like, oh, you get, like, um, you know, you got to be called to fix things or do this if you own rentals or they'll trash them. And um, I've been really lucky where I don't feel like any of mine have been trashed, but I also feel like um, I also try to be a really good landlord where I'm in there fixing stuff, which now I try to hire somebody. But, I mean, at first <laughs> I'd be like – Oh, your toilet flapper is not working. I'll run to the store and grab the part. And oh, you would go do that. Oh, stuff. totally. Yeah, your wow. garbage disposal is not working. I'll go get the garbage disposal and I'll go put it in because that's the way my parents to this day still like run theirs. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. So <laughs> I'm like this <laughs> this little kid, pretty much like, oh yeah, I'll go fix that for you. And um, <laughs> with me and my rentals, I'm like, get, I call someone to install my blinds. <laughs> like, could you? Could you install the blinds? I can't do it. I just did that this year, and it felt really good. (laughs) Yeah, well, and then um, the, like, other side, I think I was so cheap at first. Like, I remember the first year, they really didn't have a lot go wrong. But, like, the first year, the oven element caught fire, and I was so cheap. I was like, I don't want to pay for a new stove because I just bought it. (laughs) I went to, like, oh, there's, like, was it Midway Appliance? somewhere yeah off best yeah i think that's where i went and like took and the guy's like oh you just need to take the little control board and um i'll fix like a fuse or something that went out on it i was like okay so i like went to the other side took the control busted it on accident yeah like took it over there twice for him to (laughs) to fix it (laughs) spent like i think 135 bucks i probably should have just bought a new and then wired it back in uh-huh. because I'd busted it out. It like it was kind of crooked, and I made it look pretty, and <laughs> and then nice. put it in. But I was like, now I'm like, if something like that were to happen, I'd probably if it's yeah. An older I, how many hours do you think that you spent on that oven? Oh yeah, probably well two. Two hours. Yeah. Okay. How much money do you think you could potentially make if you'd spend two hours on the phone? Oh, more than that. Yeah. I mean, more than an oven would cost. I mean, if I spent two hours on the phone, I think I could get a listing, which would be... A few thousand bucks? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. 
Just curious. Yeah, I'm learning. If you ever think about it that way. I I remember I had to think about it that way a few years ago when I was putting up blinds in Osborne to save money because I was just trying to be cheap. And, oh, I can do this at least. I remember spending almost the entire day putting up just regular blinds in not a huge house. And I was just like, oh, my God, this isn't too hard. But (laughs) I could have got this done for like 60 bucks. And when I'm on the phones at work, I can make like two grand a day if I'm actually calling. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I still struggle with that. Like I some stuff I'm good about. Like I'm like, nope, I'll just not worth my time. I'll tired out. But other things like so recently this year we remodeled the other side of uh, the duplex. My first one I bought that I moved into. And now I'm out of it. Um, when I got married, I moved in with my husband. But the other side, so we finally kicked those tenants out and remodeled it. And we did a lot of it ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Because <laughs> there's, like, enough money in the rental account to probably hire somebody out. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then also, I think it all came... My dad's electrician. He owns his own electrical company down in Clarkston, so he has been awesome. And he'll every time I've ever like redone something, he'll come up and, and do the electrical. It. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah, that's awesome because they're expensive and he's super fast. But I think I realized like, okay, I need to definitely budget in somebody else doing this when I probably spent like an hour, maybe an hour putting. <laughs> Maybe it was more putting up a light fixture in the dining room that I had messed up like three times. Usually I can do stuff like this and it's not that big of a deal. But for some reason, like it was just kind of a weird one. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then my husband was putting in outlets. And I think he did three in the time that I did (laughs) the light fixture. And we're both just looking at each other like... This is probably not, like, our best use of time. I'm like, totally. So, especially when my dad goes through there, or any electrician would go through there and have, like, all the, you know, at least 15 of the plugins done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in an hour, so. Yeah. I can totally relate. I, um, a, last year, Tyler and I bought a rental together up in Sandpoint, and um, he... he he did most of the work, but I wanted to go help him for a day <laughs> and like do my part. <laughs> and it took me, it took me like half a day just to put, try to put the rails back on the stairs. And I kept missing studs and stuff. And he had to come help and fix me, fix that. And then I went to just put the, the door handle on. And it took me like the second half of the day to just get that door handle on because everything was complicated. And I, I ended up painting the door mostly and then the day I mean it was getting dark and I had to go it was such a waste <laughs> <laughs> I know like I could have could have hired someone 14 bucks an hour I could have I mean he could have got all that done in one hour uh, it took me just way too long just because you're, you're kind of out of practice you know uh, it's just not worth doing handy work yeah. and it's like the it's always something that get, it becomes more complicated than it's supposed to be always like I feel like it's like, oh, this will take, I'm notorious for saying this too. This will take like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you're there an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hour and a half later and it's still not done. So, so, um, so your management company, so, so Jordan got in as a partner for basically, and she just does all the labor, all the work. She paid a little bit of money. uh, Is she also on salary or anything like that? Or is she she just get a split of? profits are okay. so she gets salary and a split of the profits 
Okay. So is she an employee of Solid Rock? Um, I can't tack. Can't. So I learned this this year. If you're in a partnership, you can't um, pay your person a salary. You can pay them guaranteed payments. Okay. But they can't be like given. I cut a like W two or anything like that. So I give her. We give. We've decided since she is doing most of the work on that, and that does take up a big chunk of her day. She gets a guaranteed payment every two weeks, like okay. a salary would be. But she just has to pay her own taxes out of it. Nice. So. Um, could I ask what like what kind of profits about a hundred units will give you? Be owning mm, a rental company. Well, I can tell you gross numbers. Okay. But I honestly would have to go pull it. I guess I should. It, be I'm sure it gets complicated, right? Yeah, a little bit, and it's a little bit like we sh- Solid Rock obviously shares an office with Flourishing Your Realty Group. Uh huh. So. There's some things that are shared and, like, some things that um, I don't know how to differentiate. Yeah. So, um, but, like, gross numbers when we bought it, I think it was, um, I think it was 7500 a month is gross management fees. Okay. And now we're at, like, 9300 I think. Okay. So it changes every month. So that's why I'm like, because yeah. depending on it, because if we don't, we don't charge a fee if they're vacant. Yeah. If we're not getting, if you're not getting paid, we're not getting paid. And then we charge like a one-time setup fee. I mean, there are some property managers. You could make a ton of money, I think, charging a ton of little fees. Yeah. But we uh, don't. I don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing, but we charge a one-time setup fee for our new properties. Yeah. And then after that, it's just your management fee. Okay. Um, and then, um, so it, it fluctuates pretty much every month depending on how many new properties we took on. But we definitely have taken on a new property at least once a month. Oh, well. okay. Yeah, since we bought it. And um, how much in fees do you charge? Is it the same for everybody? Um, it's not. There's, it totally depends because there's Airbnb, like we manage some Airbnbs. Oh, okay. And we probably won't that's do unique. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't get a, any ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems pretty labor intensive. It's definitely. Cause I've got a couple Airbnbs. And I, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so we, one of our owners who we manage a bunch of properties for, he, was like, I really want to do an Airbnb with our new purchase. And so um, we were like, would you manage it? And basically, because he's such a good... Yeah, we'll uh, give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it... <laughs> like, we were up front. We we're like, we don't know what to charge you. We don't know yeah. what to do. We're, this number is going to change. <laughs> like, yeah. we, it might change. We might have to charge you way more. Um, so, I, know, I know a company in town, they charge like 35%. Yeah, Something isn't that like that. nuts? I don't... we whatever else they want to charge. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, like, crazy. So we probably are done with Airbnbs just because I don't... Um, it is super time-intensive, and unless you can... Um, you get somebody really good to leverage it out to... Yeah. Then I think um, you're kind of in a little bit of trouble because they do take a lot of time. And okay. not to mention, like, if you're not up on your calendar dates for, like, when Iron Man's going to be or 
something you're going to lose out on a bunch of money for booking and we don't you know we can't be on top of everything so okay so yeah so in the midst of all this um you know investments and real estate and now you bought a management company in the background you also like grew a real estate sales team right yeah. Did you talk about that and like how that started? I don't know if it's working or not, but we're about <laughs> to find out because it's pretty new. Um, it's, oh, how new is it? Um, well, I think we just, I've had one buyer's agent with me for about a year now. Okay. Um, and then the other, I hired one more buyer's agent um, and she's only been with me for a few months and they're, um, I don't, I, I don't want to call them part-time, but I mean, I... They have, like, um, one of them, she has, like, her uh, husband's business that she goes over for meetings for, and the other one um, has a two-year-old that, um, you know, when she can't get daycare for him, she works from home. So it's just, like, set up very much relaxed, I guess, as far as that, because I felt like, honestly, the first one probably ended up with me by default because nobody else would take her because she couldn't be into the office at set times. Oh, okay. I mean, for as like, far as teams, usually they want you in the office 8 to noon or whatever. Not my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But so she yeah. um, so she joined, and she was just like, um, you know, I've got other stuff going on. And I was like, That's fine. That's great. Like, because the cool thing about real estate is you're going to f- – your actions are going to equal your paycheck. So whether you're in the office with me or you're out and about in or at home, doesn't matter to me. If you do the X, Y, Z, you'll get paid. And if you don't, you won't. So, okay. So yeah. So it's still pretty new. You Mm -hmm. got, you got a couple of agents with you um, and you're doing all the listings. still. um, I let my agents do the listings if they wanted to. Oh, okay. So like we each have our own. Do you hand off a lot of like your, your good clients or do you keep do you hold on to some of yours so all my repeat business I pretty much keep Mm -hmm. for me and then for like um if I'm gonna be out of town or don't want to work on the weekend which happens a lot I really don't like I used to work every single weekend like prospecting and showing homes and I just don't want to do that anymore so (laughs) (laughs) then I'll hand the clients off and then that's theirs Okay. So, um, but yeah, so everybody kind of does their own business and then, yeah, if there's something that, you know, I don't want to, I don't have the time for, or I'm just like, I'd rather not work this weekend. I'd rather spend it with my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I hand it off. Okay. So, um, do you, do you follow any kind of model for your team? Uh, no. No, because <laughs> this is completely uncharted territory. I don't know. I sh- I should. Um, I have an assistant who, which is actually Jordan. So okay. Jordan does that for me. So she too. also manages your team too. Yeah, she's like super busy. I don't think she's ever yeah. had a day she's been like, I have nothing to do. Um, yeah, and we, and we, you know, we, our offices are right next to each other, uh-huh. and it's so funny. I always see Jordan working. Just she's just always in the corner, head down, always working. Yeah, she's it's insane. Like, yeah, she's just Wonder Woman. Hardest working. Woman in real estate. Yeah, she's the pair (laughs) black of. (laughs) Yeah, and she has her license, so now she's, like, done some deals, too. Oh, really? She's, like, getting up and running. It's really exciting to see, like, what Mm -hmm. she's doing. And now, recently, like, 
um, she's been like really good on just like random at first when I first hired her she did a lot of random stuff for me yeah and now she's kind of more in a structured job but like I think I was still building Waller she did like new construction cleanup with me yeah yeah she's like super great oh, that's well that's like Jeremy whatever. with me like when we first started the media company like I had just bought a cabin that I was going to do an Airbnb on <laughs> and when we didn't have shoots that day which was just about every day. <laughs> He'd come help me like paint it and get it ready and put furniture together. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, there's always something to do when you're, you know, when you got properties to work on and yeah, yeah you and can then, always fill the gaps. <laughs> yeah, or work and on our, marketing or yeah, and she's just like awesome. She's she'll be super successful because she's just getting started and so we'll see how long she stays doing what she's doing. She might be on to bigger and better things oh that's not fair <laughs> yeah oh hopefully with yeah. me right but hopefully you know she can because we do plan on growing we hired another person for solid rock to help yeah so um you know for her it's kind of like whatever direction she wants to go and then we'll make it happen yeah so. that's the interesting thing about like if you're in real estate sales investment teams versus or like if you're investing time and energy into growing this team of people that are going to help bring in income to the business and you're helping them, you know, and you're educating them and training them and then they get up and they're, uh, and then maybe they might just go someday. But <laughs> it's interesting when, when you buy real estate or like a house or a duplex, you can get it quote unquote, like trained up, fixed up, trained for a renter. They're not going to leave you one day for Greg Link's team. <laughs> your, your duplex. <laughs> you know, your duplex yeah. just stays. <laughs> it's very yeah. stable. It's titled in your name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh. It's just funny to see the differences in, in businesses. Some, some You can just put a lot of energy into it. Give it all your all. And it could all, with, without your, you know, they, they could just go, it could just collapse overnight. But not that way with houses <laughs> yeah they're not going to, especially if you have insurance on them right even if yeah. they burn down you're even still if they gonna be yeah okay. they have life insurance if they die <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> exactly yeah it's been i think that's probably my i mean now this year i'm focusing more on uh i'd like 50 50 is what i said my goal was i'd like 50 percent of my income to be from real estate whether that be flips or finding rentals that's a little bit that one that one's a little hard to say like it's 50 percent of my income this year but yeah it helps like down the road but um so this year my real goal was to not really focus on solid rock jordan's got a good handle on that i mean obviously for big picture stuff i'm there but um not really to focus a ton more on real estate but to do 50 percent investments and then 50 percent real estate transactions yeah so it's clear, I mean, you got a lot of ambitions. Um, what what do you see yourself doing in the future? Anything bigger than a management company or a real estate team? Like, do you have any goals to apartment buildings or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, I'd say that's a goal now. I would love mm-hmm. to buy an apartment building and I would figure out a way to make it happen. <laughs> but yeah. um, I'm like super open to a bunch of different things. I think probably my like end goal would be to just do real estate for myself like I don't want to be slinging real estate in like 20 years or whatever I want to be the one who's using somebody to sling the real estate for me so I mean probably won't happen I'll probably always have my license but yeah yeah 
any advice for anybody out there who's just getting started kind of if somebody wants to follow in, in your shoes well, I'm like the slow boat to China. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't just like take well, I off. I think so. I mean, you've only been doing this for a few years. Yeah, but I know a lot more people have like more success and um, can you can really if you concentrate like really hard on the right thing, you can take off and make a ton of money in this industry. That's what I love about it. But um, probably my biggest, and I don't know if this is for everybody, but I know my biggest thing when I first got started was getting out of my own head. And just being like positive about like yeah I can do it and yeah. um, it the world won't come crashing down and because I could always hear like little snippets of like oh it's, you know you're gonna get burned if you do a flip you're gonna um, you know it's not gonna work out in fact I like I love my parents they're super supportive and awesome in most things but I never told them about any of my real estate stuff really until it was done and it had oh, really? gone well because I'm like <laughs> I'm like I don't want to hear like the you know and they mean the best like they want they want to look out for you like I want you to be protected like but just yeah. like I you know you better watch out um it's, you know flips you're gonna get burned that's a good way to get burned or so yeah yeah yeah, I was definitely in my own head for a while. Like I started real estate like 10 years ago with the ambitions to invest in real estate. And I, I let the first four years go by <laughs> without doing anything other than just helping investors buy great deals. So well, I can understand like, being in your own head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of what <laughs> started it, right? You're, like, you're like helping all these people. I don't know about for you. I had to have been kind of the same for you. I'm like helping all these people. I'm like, Joe Blow can do it. I can do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I was, yeah, had a lot of self-esteem issues. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any other advice for anybody um, other than get out of your own head? Um, um, I'd just say keep learning because I'm still learning. I don't know half of it. I mean, there's just so much more to learn about it. Like, I, I feel like... Um, you can go so many directions in real estate so I guess and you don't necessarily have to find just one path but just to keep learning and yeah that's about it just I keep guess. learning <laughs> <laughs> don't Super, stop yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright cool well thank you Laurel yep it was thanks great. Nick appreciate you taking the time to do this yeah appreciate you having me on see you around the office peace Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed Podcast. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel for instant access to all future episodes. If you or someone you know has investing experience or stories to share, reach out to us in the comments or via email.